Hi people, welcome back to Dr. Sam's Musings. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. And I hope that you had a spare moment to go through last week's episode where I talked about um, thinking about what legacy you're leaving behind in this world. And to kind of follow up on that is today's topic. And it's something that makes people very, very, very uncomfortable. And it's what our prophet in Islam, peace be upon him, described as the destroyer of all pleasures, and that is death. And this is something that people don't like to talk about. This is something that people kind of, you know, tiptoe around. But I feel like it's the one thing that we should talk about very frequently, because if there's anything that is guaranteed in this world, it's death. I always tell people that we plan for so much. We plan for marriage. We plan for our children's futures. We plan for our health. We plan for our retirement. We plan for everything. And we're not assured that we would have time or health or anything else to, you know, do those things. But the one thing that we have been guaranteed that will come is the one that we plan the least for, which is our death. And, you know, it makes sense because when you don't know what is on the other side, when you don't know what to expect, it, it, it gives a sense of, you know, fear and anxiety and whatnot. But when you are someone that knows God and you are someone that knows his promises and knows that what is on the other side is far, far, far better than what is on this side, as long as you play your part on what is on this side. And I don't think that death is something that we should worry about. A lot of people, especially parents, will say things like, oh, I don't want anybody to raise my children. I don't want to, you know, this and that. But when people say that to me, or when I'm talking about death, and people say, oh, don't you worry about your children. I'm like, if God decrees that I'm not going to be the one to raise my children, it's because he knows that somebody else will do a better job of it. And I can take solace in the fact that, inshallah, we will meet again in Jannah. But I also always remind people that, do you not know that it's some parents that lead their children astray? Do you not know that sometimes a parent is the worst influence in their child's life? So for me, it's not about, you know, we we, we like to think that because of the love that we have for our children, nobody can do a better job at raising them than us. And honestly, I, I really pray that I get to raise my children. But if Allah decrees that I'm not going to, then I know without a shadow of doubt that it's because he loves them so much and he wants somebody better to raise them. He's not going to put them in the hands of anybody that will bring evil their way or that will treat them shabbily because from before I carry them in my womb, I've committed them to him. So if they're his, if they're, if I committed them to him, why would he let evil touch them for any reason? So now back to the topic of death. Why are we so antsy about death? Why do we tiptoe around the topic so much? What is it about death that makes people so uncomfortable? And me, my nickname with some of my friends is Morbidia because I have absolutely no qualms talking about death. And it's not because I'm uber confident that, oh my God, I've done enough to um, do well on the other side. But it's just because I'm more hopeful in the mercy and the kindness and the benevolence of Allah than I am in anything in this world or even in my own abilities or anything I'm more hopeful in you know just whatever it is that he has waiting for me on the other side being significantly significantly and you know exponentially better than whatever it is on this side and if I'm happy with what I have on this side. If I'm content with what I have on this side, imagine what is lying in wait for me on the other side. So for me, death is not something that scares me. For me, it's just 
you know, going through a door into another realm. And I loved how when I was studying about Jannah, which is paradise in Islam, I loved the analogy that somebody used. And he said, do you think that if you had a conversation with a baby in a womb and you try to explain to that baby what color was like or what cold water felt like or what ice cream felt like or what rain felt like or what walking in green grass felt like, do you think that that baby will be able to relate all the comfort that that baby knows is in its mother's womb. And it doesn't want to leave the comfort of its mother's womb, except that it has to come out. And it's the same thing for us when we pass into the realm of the afterlife. We don't know what to expect, ex except, you know, for the promises in the Quran and in the Hadith, which sometimes come across as very vague. Um, but if you know God and you trust God enough, then you know that every single promise will be true. And if you think that there's pleasure in this world, all the things that you think are pleasurable, everything that you think brings you pleasure of, of good food, of travel, of, you know, even great sex, if you roll them up into a ball, they will be completely incomparable to one ounce or what, what SI unit am I going to use now? One foot that you step into paradise. So for me, I'm, I'm super duper excited about the afterlife more than I am about this world. And I remember one time that my mom said that if suicide wasn't an option, she would, she would be watching me closely because I'm too excited about what is on the other side. And in Islam, there's a transition period between death and you know resurrection which is the barzakh which is literally the time that you spend in the grave and this has it's a whole you know realm as well it's a whole life so in islam there are three stages there's there's the dunya which is the, the life of this world there's the barzakh and there's the akhira and if you to those that even stretch it further there is a previous realm before the dunya which is the realm of the souls because in islam we know that all souls of all human beings who will traverse this earth were created from the backbone of adam and have been somewhere and then when is your time to come to this world your soul comes into your earthly body and then you come to this world so it's not that we don't believe that when your baby is born is when the soul is created all the souls have been created and all of us have taken a covenant with god almighty that is our god and all of that so if you really really extrapolate then it's really four realms the realm of the souls then you come into the dunya which is this world and you chill in the barzakh which is a precursor to your life in the akhira which is you know the afterlife and your barzakh which is the period in the grave will already let you know where you're going to end up so to speak because it, it, it's a precursor and for me i think that we we we're scared of death because we don't research enough about the afterlife we don't feel like we've put in enough effort so i always say that instead of being fearful of what is to come why don't you prepare for what is to come why don't you work so that at least you have bargaining power you can say allah dear god i tried my best you know i did what i should do but i'm hopeful of your mercy because there's nothing that we can do in this world that will be worth the pleasures of the afterlife it's only by god's mercy that we can even make it and his mercy can be unlocked by you know gaining his pleasure by doing the things that he really really loves and he has said that you know no slave draws, draws closer to him than by doing the things that he has made compulsory and then that slave continues to draw closer to him by doing the things that are voluntary so he has given us all the tools and resources he has given us so many tips and tricks and shortcuts there are too many that I think that we get so blessed. You read this one today, they'll say, if you do this, you'll get a house in paradise. You read this one, they'll say, if you do this, all your sins will be wiped out, even if it's as much as the foam of the sea. 
And we've gotten so blessed about it because as human beings, we believe more in things that are tangible than in things that are intangible. But if you know God, like if you go on a deep dive, and this is why I always tell people, if you want to really, really enjoy this life and look forward to the next, you have to know God. Because when you know him and you study his name, Al-Haq, which is the truthful, you know that all his promises are true. When you study his names of Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari, Al-Musawir, you know, the creator, the former of shapes, the bestower of forms, you know that he can do anything that he wants. And so all those promises that we get about the afterlife, they're not bogus. They're not unimaginable. Well, they are unimaginable, but they're not things that cannot happen because they're not dependent on limited you know, sources like us. They're from a God that is completely unlimited, from a God that can do anything. And if he's telling us that everything that you think is pleasurable here is, 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 is nothing in comparison to what I have waiting for you. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and no human mind can comprehend of what is lying in store in Jannah. So for me, I am so excited about that, that everything here just begins to seem so boring, so to speak. I'm like, I, I, you know, it's kind of like you've, when you've tasted, when you, there, I can't remember what movie it was, that something happens to you and you go from this black and white black white and gray world into a world of color for me that's like that's how i feel sometimes that there's a place of color that is waiting there's a place of you know beauty unlimited you know on joy happiness all of it waiting and this world just seems like it's black and white to me and i really really want to get to that place that um has all that color. So for me, death is like a door that I have to pass through to get into that place. So even when my children say things like, oh, mama, I never want you to die. I'm like, I better go, please, me, I want to die. If I don't die, how will I get to Jannah? And it's really, really just the fear of the unknown that makes us tiptoe around death. It's really just the fear and not knowing how you're going to die. I have a specific way that I want to die and I pray about it all the time. I know where I want to die. I know where I want to be buried. And those who know me, know me, know, know it well enough. I know exactly how I want to die. And I know exactly how I do not want to die. So from, instead of running away from the fear of those things, I use them to pray. I don't want to die a certain type of death. I don't want to die from a protracted illness that will make my loved ones set up a GoFundMe or start begging for money or selling their property. I don't want to be a liability to my children. And these are prayers that my father and his mother used to make that I've started to make as well because just at the time where we started to really feel the financial pinch of my dad's cancer is when God took him. My grandmother was also, my grandmother was, my grandmother died from a gunshot wound, long story, but before it became a case of, oh, we have to fly abroad, we have to do this, God took her. And the way that he took them were, were, point of mercy for them and points of mercy for us as well so for me this is what these are the things that i pray about i don't want to die a certain way and i want to die a certain way and when i die this is what i want to happen to my children to you know this is the legacy i want to leave behind and this is what i hope happens on the other side so for me it's like instead of running away from the from the concept of death which we cannot escape why don't we prepare for death why don't we and and the thing about living a sort of morbid life and i say morbid in inverted commas is that it makes you savor 
this life when you're constantly thinking this might be the last time i see this person this might be the last this this might be the last opportunity i get to do this you don't take things for granted you love out loud you 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 you're expressive about how you feel about people you save all moments you save all experiences you save all everything and it makes you live a very intentional life you don't care about a lot of frivolities you don't bother your mind about certain things because you always remember the destroyer of all pleasures you remember that one day this will come to an end even when i'm having really really bad moments my friends will know me to joke and say she be last last we will all die so it's just something that i want us to be comfortable talking about i think that if we're comfortable talking about death then a lot of things that happen after death wouldn't happen like children running helter skelter to you know deal with their parents property because the father or the mother did not want to talk about death they did not prepare any will they did not they did not even you know put all their assets or anything in one place for the children to find so there there's all sorts of, of investigation that you have to do there's it's just it's just a very very difficult thing for kids to have to go through when their parents die you know you don't looking for certain documentation for property or for this this for bank accounts it's a really really tedious process and my dad was extremely organized so that made things significantly easier my mom on the other hand till today doesn't want to talk about death she doesn't i'm like look you don't have to you know tell us where anything is or just have them together put a folder together and just let one person know that if anything happens to me this folder is in xyz place everything that you need to know is there the any property any sorry any documents any password anything is in xyz place and you'll have access to it when i'm gone just make life easier for others and if you if you're married to someone as well these are conversations you need to have if i drop dead today what am i supposed to do what what, what where do i go what you know What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to the children? You have to have these conversations because running away from them always brings about a lot of disasters when you will when you eventually go, which can, can happen anytime. We all wish to live long and you know get old and gray, but I always say nobody should pray for me for long life. Just pray for me to go when it's best for me, whether in my 40s, whether in my 50s, whether in my 70s, whether when I'm 100, I don't care as long as I go at the peak of my iman when Allah is most pleased with me. So be people being deliberate about, ah, you're done in your 80s. I'm like, eh, what if God knows that <laughs> at 75, my iman will begin to decline? Please just pray for me to, to be called at the peak of my iman, not when, you know, it's going to make somebody feel better about me going or whatever. And it's very important as well that we we have these conversations because honestly we need to prepare like there's no there's no dancing around it you you want to be ready for the next life you want to make sure you're doing enough you want to make sure that you're being deliberate and intentional and i always tell people and this is a very common analogy in islam you don't if you're if you're traveling and you're at the airport for example you don't begin to buy furniture and a bed and build a kitchen in the airport terminal. You you take what you need to take. You do what you need to do. And then you move on and you catch your flight and you go where you're going. It's the same thing. We're in the terminal phase of our lives. Like this is the airport terminal phase of our lives. Whilst you can, when you're in the airport, you can go to duty free. You can have a great meal. You can take photos with your friends. You can go to the lounge. It can be a beautiful experience. That's not your final destination. And that's how it is. This dunya is not our final destination. So it doesn't make sense for you to put up all your roots here, forgetting that you're going to have to get up and go soon. So 
prepare for the journey ahead. It doesn't make sense for you to be in the airport terminal. You spend all your money buying food there. Maybe you buy a TV and people are looking at you like, ah, this is not going to carry TV on the plane. You buy a mattress, you sit down there, like that's your home. And then when it's time to board the plane, you can't take the mattress, you can't take the TV. And then you don't even have any money to use when you get where you're going. Like you don't have any money left because you spent all your money, you know, stocking up your, <laughs> your seats in the airport terminal. So this is how we need to look at life. We can enjoy it while we're here. We can take from it what we need, but we always have to have the end in sight. We always have to have that period of death in sight and understanding that it's simply a door. And what we do here will determine where we walk into when we die. Like, are we going to heaven? Are we going to hell? What's life going to be like in the grave and all of that? I think that these are the conversations that we really need to have. It's not enough to sit down and talk about just business and raising children and marriage. All those things are guaranteed to end. All those things that we plan and we project, they are guaranteed to end. They're guaranteed to bring us all sorts of trials and whatnot. But death, that is a destroyer of all pleasures. And it would, all of us will taste it. The, the, you know, in the Quran, it says, Allah says in the Quran, Kulunab says, I cut and Every soul shall taste of death. Even Jesus, um, as is in our Quran, um, no disrespect to any, you know, Christian that is listening to it, as is, you know, believed in Islam. Jesus ascended. You know, we know that he ascended. He didn't die, but he's going to come back and he's going to have to taste death as well. So we know that Jesus is coming back, but he has to die because every soul shall taste death. Every single soul shall taste death. So there's nobody that is going to escape it. There's no way that Allah has said in the Quran or in any of his other books, the Bible, the Torah, that, oh, if you do so and so, no, you, you will not die. No, every soul, every, cooling up since I cut and mouth, every single soul shall taste of death. So why are we running away from something that is completely guaranteed? I hope that this makes you ponder a bit. I hope that this makes you begin to, you know, make the moves for that flight home. As one of my uncles said to my son, when my son asked him, uncle, great uncle, why is it that my grandpa was younger than you, but Allah took him before you? And my uncle said, you know what, you know how when you're going on a flight, you have your boarding, boarding pass and everybody has different, you know, passes with different times. Every single one of us has their boarding pass. It's just that we don't know what time is on it. And your dad just caught, an, my, your, your, grand, your grandfather just caught an earlier flight. We don't know when death is going to come knocking. Every day we say, oh, God forbid, I'll live, I'll live longer. And every day we hear of death of 20-something-year-olds, teenagers, or even babies. Yeah. And just a few days ago, I had to you know, send a condolence message to someone who lost her almost three-year-old daughter. Just two weeks ago, we, I, you know, there was the death of a 40-something-year-old, of two 40-something-year-olds, and then we heard of the death of Herbert Wigwe. And you know, we keep hearing this, of these deaths, of these people's deaths, and it seems so far away, like, oh my God, Allah took them early, God took them early. But why do we assume that it's not going to be ours that will be talked about next? But you want to die in a way that your loved ones, whilst they cry because they will miss you, they also smile because they know, you know what, this lady gave it her all. This man gave it his all. He was a good person. He was kind. He worshipped God as best as he could. You want to give them that consolation and you know the hope of you know meeting you again you don't want them to be thinking hey god only god knows what has happened this one that you know used to pray this one that used to do this this one that used to do that so think about that i use it to prepare for when your time comes i hope you have a truly amazing rest of the week and i hope you don't get scared by all my death talk and i'll be back again next week bye guys